Welcome to Talking Sense. I'm Teresa Arago. If there's one thing I know, it's that the journey to financial independence can be confusing, but it doesn't have to be. So get ready, because I'm breaking down what you don't know about money to help you find the next steps on your journey, today on Talking Sense. From misspelled tattoos to exes, we all have regrets from our past that we wish you had done a little differently. But today, we're going to share some tips to help you have no regrets when it comes to your financial journey. So, I'll be honest with you, I actually have a funny regret, and I'm even going to try to get our marketing team a photo. I have photographic evidence of a particular regret that if you're watching this on YouTube, we will make sure to somehow link in the notes, and uh, we'll do the same on the podcast. So, I'll get this to them if, today. Um, I got a haircut after high school. I had seen a Meg Ryan film, something about Paris, French Kiss, I think is the name of the film, where she had gotten this like short, spriggy haircut and she looked so sophisticated. And I thought, I'm going to get that haircut. And y'all, it it looked like a mullet. It was horrible. So I definitely regretted that haircut and I have vowed to never go that short ever again. But today I want to talk to you about five tips to help you avoid financial regrets. I can't help you with your hairdos. I am not the one. But with your finances, I can help you to help you learn from some other people's mistakes that maybe help you avoid making that same mistake. So let's just dive right in. The first one, and it may seem a little counterintuitive, but work with me here because I know you're not going to want to hear this, but it's the truth. Not having a budget which means you're living paycheck to paycheck. And you might be out earning your spending, but you're not really making any progress. The problem here is that you're building habits, good or bad. And we've talked about this in another episode about bad habits that sometimes we, we pick up. But if you're younger, this is especially helpful if you can start building the habit of working with, maintaining, and staying inside your budget the money will just disappear. I've told the story once before. I pulled my social security statement once and, you know, most people are really just looking for what their check's going to be. But out of sheer curiosity, I added up how much income I had earned at this point in my life. Y'all, it was painful because I had to acknowledge that the vast majority of that money just slipped through my hands like water without any intentionality to it. And so I, I've, I've been honest about the fact that I started a little bit later in my journey to financial independence, but I want you to have better. I want you to be able to be intentional about your finances by starting to work out of a budget, okay? Balance your checkbook monthly. You probably don't even have one. And it's okay if this is digital, but make sure you're watching your accounts to watch for fraud and to pay attention to how your spending habits are you know, looking. We want to make sure we're taking control of our spending to align our spending and our values throughout our lifetime. Because the reality is it can get out of balance. It has for me. There's times where I my if you looked at my checkbook and my calendar, you would know exactly what I value. But there are other times where I just let that mindless spending creep in again and I have to rein it back in. And the way I do that, just like you guys, is through a budget. So that's the first one. Stop living paycheck to paycheck and create your budget. The second one is not saving or allowing lifestyle inflation to creep into your lifestyle. Now, what is lifestyle inflation? Hopefully, as you're working through your career, you're going to get increases in pay. You're going to have the opportunity to make more money. What tends to happen for a lot of people in that situation is they just increase their spending. They say, oh, I've got a new job. 
I've got a higher pay, so now I can afford a better car or a more expensive car is usually the case. Or I can afford to add this subscription that maybe I haven't had in the past. It's really important that you be intentional about those increases in pay as they become available. One thing you can do is if you're not using your employer plan, start today. Your employer plan likely has some sort of match inside of it. If it doesn't, it still has some tax benefits and some cost-effective investment options inside there. So I want to encourage you to use your employer plan. And if you don't understand it, get yourself educated, whether it's through another employee that understands it or reaching out to a financial advisor so that you can maximize your options in there. And by the way, learn the jargon because there are funds in there that have names that can be misleading and you want to make sure that what you're investing in is right for you. Another thing you can do is use a Roth IRA or a traditional IRA as a tool for building your wealth as well. You know, even outside of your employer plan or if you don't have access to an employer plan, everyone has access to IRAs. Now, there are some income limits that affect which type and how you use it. But you do have the ability to build wealth outside of an employer plan also. And by the way, if you're a stay-at-home mom or dad, your spouse's income counts towards your eligibility for those. So don't feel like just because you're not working outside of the home that you won't have access to that. And another thing is making sure you have an emergency fund. If you don't have an emergency fund, you're going to have to use debt when those emergencies do happen. So do something today to start building that. I like to tell people, reach out to your payroll provider and have them auto draft a small amount of your check, something that you feel like you could go without directly into a savings account. So it's out of sight, it's out of mind, you're not counting it in your the money available for spending, and it can start building something for you. Having no budget living paycheck to paycheck, not saving or allowing lifestyle inflation to poach your additional income. Another one, I've kind of touched on this already, is frivolous spending. Impulse buying is like dying the death of a thousand cuts. When you allow yourself to just buy without thinking, those purchases do add up. And and I've seen this in my life. I'm not calling you out for anything that I haven't done too. Not saving to buy tends to mean you're going to use debt. And a lot of those debt agreements have gotchas in them, whether it's a credit card that has an APR or it's one of those buy now, pay later programs, all of them have gotchas that are going to affect your financial future. So try to spend some time working towards those purchases instead of just buying mindlessly. Also, when you're thinking about buying something that's a little more expensive, do your research. Because what we have noticed, at least, is that when people take the time to research that object or that product, They tend to be more satisfied with it once they have it. Also, that buys you some time to save up for it. So you can, you know, sometimes you can find it on sale if you spend enough time looking around. There's a lot of websites that can help you find the best price for the product you're thinking about buying. Also, in this category of frivolous spending is eating out. You know, I'm not saying you never get to go eat out. That would be unrealistic for me. I have kids that play sports. I'm not even home to cook dinner often. So I do try to kind of work towards making a lot of those meals over the weekend so I can plan ahead, which is a great idea if you're trying to manage your finances for a short period of time and kind of keep that spending down. But you don't have to go to the most expensive restaurants. You don't have to go out every day. So make sure that your budget has space for that. If you need it in your budget, 
but also be reasonable about where you're going and how often you're going out to eat because that five or six dollar coffee can add up pretty quickly if you're not careful. So we talked about no budgeting, not saving, frivolous spending. One that a lot of people don't think about is when you trade in a vehicle and you have to carry debt into the new vehicle. They call it being upside down in that debt. Now, this is one of those topics that I feel like we just don't talk about. And I'm not really sure why. I've done it. So again, um, I'm the preaching to the choir here. I've done it in the past where I had a vehicle. I still owed quite a bit on it. I couldn't get what I owed out of it. So I had to go upside down into the next vehicle. And where this tends to happen is when you allow yourself to be focused purely on that monthly payment, or at least that's what it was for me. I wasn't reading the fine print. I wasn't paying attention to the fact that that warranty that I was buying was being added to my loan, which meant I'm paying interest on that. I wasn't paying attention to how much I was actually buying the car for. I just saw that payment and I thought, okay, that payment's reasonable. Another thing that got me was I didn't pay attention to how long I was making that payment. Um, With my minivan, I've told you guys before, I ended up with a ridiculously long payment period and, and I refinanced it to get that lowered. But when you take a car and you bring that new debt along with it, you're even more upside down in the new vehicle because it's starting out not worth what the loan is. So when you're thinking about trying to make progress on your goal, that's like having a shovel in your hand digging the hole while you're also trying to climb out of that hole. It's just not going to work. It's a vicious cycle and it can lead to a higher payment. We've, we've shared the story before of the police officer that we met with several years ago who every time he had a stressful day, he would go trade in his vehicle. And after a few trades, his vehicle payment was close to $1,000 a month. And it took him a long time to get out of that debt. So what I would really love for you to consider is if you're already upside down in a vehicle, wait it out. Go ahead and get past the point where you've got it paid off and start paying yourself a payment into savings. So if you were already paying three or $400 a month for that vehicle, keep doing that, but put it into savings so that the next time you go to the car dealer, when that car truly needs to be replaced, you've got a trade-in that may be worth a few thousand dollars, but you've also got this fantastic savings account balance that you can take with you as well. And that way you don't have to get as much debt on the next one. I've got some clients that have done this and they're now at the point where they buy their cars with cash because every time they go, they've got that car payment they've been paying to themselves in savings added to their current vehicle to be able to buy the next car with cash. And I'm not talking about clunkers here. One of my clients just did this with a Mustang. Okay. It's worth it to take the time to not let yourself stay upside down long-term. And this applies to debt. If you're dealing with debt in general, stop the bleeding. Start there. The first thing you need to do is stop the bleeding. Don't add to the debt. Commit that I am no longer someone who's going to live in debt. I am someone who is going to make different choices. Let yourself work through that debt. And if you need some help with that, there's a ton of software out there or you can reach out to our team. We've got some software that we can help you come up with a plan to eliminate that debt. Once you've eliminated the debt, that's when you start taking that payment that you used to pay towards debt and you just start putting it in savings and you build up that emergency fund so that next time you don't have to use debt to get where you're trying to go. And then the last one that I'm going to talk about today to help you live with no regrets financially is set goals. Your goals are the why. So if you set a goal that you want to pay off debt, 
and you put that on paper and you have a plan in place, you're much more likely to be able to meet it. That's just the psychology that we see when we look at financial gurus in our industry and all around the United States. They talk about the power of setting goals in every aspect of your life, but also in your financial life. Let's talk about what your goal ultimately might need to be. We use this term here a lot called financial independence. It's a little bit different for everybody. For some, that may mean some crazy asset level may seem crazy to you, might be more feasible than you realize. But defining what that looks like, creating a plan to get there and having little markers that you can meet along the way. Think of them like um, stops on your journey. You know, if I was going to go to Florida, I'm not just driving straight there. I've got to make stops along the way. And there are very specific places I like to stop. If you're like me, one of those places is likely to be Bucky's, right? But there are very specific places that I want to stop along the way. Your financial journey is very similar. There are going to be specific stops that you need to make along the way, starting with a budget, learning to live below your means, learning to make savings a priority, and then making steps towards paying off the debt and getting towards that goal. It's the same here. And then you got to begin making progress. And if you're like me, sometimes the first step in that progress is to forgive yourself for what you've done in the past. If you've made mistakes, can you change them? No. You can't change what you've already done, but you can change how you behave from this point forward. And sometimes that means a full court press for a short period of time. And what that may look like is picking up a second job while you get some breathing room in your spending habits. That may mean cutting out some things that you used to do to try to create new habits, learning to reward yourself a different way. You know, a lot of times when we have a great day or we have a rough day, that's when we tend to make those emotional decisions that come back to bite us. But if you learn to reward yourself or to console yourself in non-financial ways, then you find that you might not be as prone to make those emotional decisions as you have in the past. And then you got to stick to your plan. Because curveballs are going to come. It doesn't matter what kind of goal you have. It doesn't matter who you are. Life is going to happen. Sometimes those are great things. It might be getting married. It might be having children. It might be becoming an empty nester. Those are all life changes that just happen. But you've got to be ready to curve with them. Which is why you need to have a plan that says, okay, here's the plan. But I know I can adjust. And don't let those just derail you. You can always make progress no matter what stage you're in. The bottom line to having no regrets is getting started and making progress. Because again, when you get to the end of your financial journey, the only person you're going to be able to really celebrate with is likely you. The best way to live with no regrets when it comes to your financial journey is to get started today. There are action steps that you can take and you do have the power to make those changes. So pick something today that you can make action on this week and then check back in with me and let me know how you're doing. Thank you for joining me on Talking Sense today. If you like what you're hearing, we'd love for you to subscribe to our YouTube channel and our podcast to make sure you don't miss our future episodes. Thanks for listening to Talking Sense. And if you like what you hear, make sure and subscribe to the podcast to get all the newest episodes. The Gym Wealth team is available to you 24-7 at info at getreadyforthefuture.com or by calling our offices at 866-653-PLAN. That's 866-653-7526. 
And while we like to have fun here, we're also financial advisors and that means disclosures. You should personally consult a financial advisor before making any investment and no strategy can assure success. Securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA SIPC. Investment advice offered through Independent Advisor Alliance. Independent Advisor Alliance and Jimwell Financial Advisors are separate entities from LPL Financial.